This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Tuesday, it's the 30th of January 2024. Coming up, your feedback, honest, and we are the news. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Bow, bow. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Bow, bow. I'm doing fantastic. How's the happiness? <laughs> is it still there or is it worn off yet? I have to say, it's maybe fell down a little bit to 80, 70, 60, 40. I, I don't know. It's kind of hovering at the moment. You know? It's like your internet speed. It's kind of up and down. Uh, up and, well, up on that, Stephen Scott, I'm going to jump straight in with some tech, by the way. How dare you? It's, I know news. it's a new direction. I'm I'm currently testing the Google Nest uh, Mesh Wi-Fi system. Oh, okay. I believe it's the Google Nest 6E Pro or the Google Nest Pro 6E. It's one of those. There's no way to tell which. It's a, a three-piece system, and I've got to say, so easy to set up. Basically, just plug it in, open the Google Nest app, and it just walks you through it. It was the easiest thing in the world um but speed isn't great so far i've got to say not as good as my net gear orby but we've all there's a lot of butts in this but terrible speeds but everything is working perfectly so uh, uh, but and uh, here comes the big one here's but, another but which yes. is yes um you, you're Low speeds are over int or over Wi-Fi, right? Not over wired connections. No, well, mm, okay. So with the Netgear Orbi, which was two routers, it's a two-piece mesh system. So got the main router where the actual cable comes in from the outside into the house. Um, that's in the by the front door in the hallway. And I've got a second one in the living room, which is then connected to the shed by a cable, Ethernet cable, and with that. Wi-Fi speeds, I get around 200, 300 megabits per second. And through the Ethernet to the shed, I get 480 megabits per second. Beautiful. Mm. With this one, I'm getting 77 megabits per second through Wi-Fi and through Ethernet. Makes no difference. Ooh, okay. So my actual internet provider speed is 500 meg. So... um. It's not great, I must admit, but as I said, the the st- stability of it is actually perfect. Everything is working snappily, as in the smart speaker's response. There's no waiting around. Everything's responding really quickly. I've had no real dropouts when I'm streaming music or anything. It seems more reliable than the faster Orbi, but I'm slightly worried by the speeds. Because if you're paying for 500, it all comes down to money. If you're paying for 500 meg... I don't want it to be capped at, you know, 77, under a fifth of the speed I should be getting. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I've only been um, using it for about two days, so I'm going to wait and see and see what goes on. But uh, I don't know. Why is this thing so complicated? It should be so simple. I'm paying for 500. I want 500 meg. Of course, you get slightly less when you're going to Wi-Fi. I get that. But so much of a drop it should just it should just work that's what i say i want apple to make the routers again oh yeah the old airports remember those yes those were really good actually um but it's funny because i 
get a gigabit internet at home. So when I'm connected on wire, I'll sometimes get up to like one point two gig, one point three sometimes if I'm if it's a really good day. <laughs> but on Wi Fi, I get about three hundred. And I had to read into this to understand why, because I was thinking, hang on a minute, if I'm paying for a gigabit, I want a gigabit internet. And I'm thinking the whole point of this is to have gigabit. And and I'm told this is the best Wi-Fi ever since the last one that was developed. (laughs) And then, you know, Wi-Fi 6, no, you want Wi-Fi 6E. It's okay, I've bought that and I've bought the thing that said Pro on it. So that means it's good, I guess. You know, and then you you plug it in and you get 300 meg. and And of course, 300 megabit a second is a lot of internet, but... I'm paying for a thousand, so I'd like a thousand, please. But we are, and it's not the case. But it's different with Wi-Fi, right? You do lose, of course, you do. a whole host of reasons why that is. But they can't pump out, I guess, a gigabit over Wi-Fi yet, well, or I guess it would be frying our brains. Well, I've been finding a few um, issues previously. That's why I'm trying out this Google Nest mesh system. I thought, oh, this is strange. It's suddenly cutting out. It doesn't seem very reliable. And then I found that the um, the main router was now living in the cupboard uh, with the vacuum and underneath all the suitcases. So someone had tidied it away and put right. it in the cupboard under the stairs. And it makes a huge difference. I mean, these You've things... got a human problem in there as well, you know. <laughs> I also want to ask you, do you have rodent insurance, uh, you know, for that cable that exists between the house and the shed? Because I'm imagining some kind of small animal yes. has chewed its way through that cable more than once. Well, yes, when we got the dog, um, he chewed straight through it, obviously. So it is Brilliant. patched. And the top... Uh, notch and highly qualified electrician that I got in um, has patched it together with um, parcel tape. So uh, I, I keep meaning to get a, a, another electrician in to, to, to put a new cable in, but um, I, I'm simply not organised enough. So um, If you pay peanuts, you will get a cheap electrician. And yet I'm saying, why am I only getting 77? <laughs> well, maybe the parcel tapes come unstuck. It could be that. <laughs> Why is it every time I plug something in, the entire house fizzles? <laughs> uh, uh, it's fun, though. But i got to say, it, it's, it's becoming more important, right? Because you, you mentioned the differences between 6 and 6E and uh, there's 5. You're using the Eero from Amazon, aren't you, Mesh System? Mm. The uh, Greek god of Wi-Fi. Eros, as I keep calling Eros it. Eros himself, yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, the same sort of thing. Uh, your smaller router boxes themselves, but you get more of them, 2-pack, 3-pack, depending on how much space you need to cover because there's so many dead spots around a house and it's surprising you think i i I live in a small bungalow here but the the walls must be lined with lead or something because it barely gets to the next room um but i must admit that's the one of the joys of living in a house that's made of paper mache (laughs) uh, because the walls are so thin and the the signal travels right through them as does noise (laughs) Heat and pretty much anything else you can think of, um, but yeah, I mean the, the Amazon Hero. I was very impressed by. I was. I mean, our house isn't huge, but you know, it's it's big enough that you do need a couple of them around the house just to make sure it's covered with good signal. Because you could be in the office I'm in here, and you get great signal where this is where the the router is. That's where it's based. But if I was to go into the bedroom, it would be struggling to get signal. So you you do find those repeaters are really good. Yes. And I have to say, the setup was good as well. I was really impressed by it. The speeds are good. I cannot fault it, but then I think with me it's a bit different because I have got direct and literally got this router in the office, so I'm hardwired not even into a switch but into the router itself. That's right. Because I want the absolute like to the. I mean, it's fibre to the premises we have here. Yes. So 
it literally is coming off the street and into this computer. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to get any better than that, which is brilliant. And obviously you've got to think about redundancies and everything else. You've got to think about that when you're doing the kind of work we're doing. But, you know, aside all that, it is very good. I mean, it works. And I, I, we, we don't have much of an option for backup over cellular here because no. we only get no. 4G. Although, can I just, can I just say this? I, I've got to say this. For 5G was promised to be this amazing, <laughs> wonderful thing. And it was going to change our world. Performing surgery uh, remotely using robots and 5G, playing symphonies together using 5G. Wow, that wasn't our experience when we were away. Yeah, my experience was it was dreadful. It was terrible. It was <laughs> slow. Uh, I could barely get a signal for FaceTime calls. And I don't understand it. I really don't understand. I was going from Glasgow to Manchester. I'm on the same island. I didn't even leave the island. Well. And I could barely get a signal. I had apparently had 5G. Um, I don't know if, if something has happened. Has Scotland and England fallen out again? Again, yes, we're always falling out. Um, yeah, well, we're, we were in bang in the centre of the city centre of Manchester. And this, yeah. I think this is the first time, the first time I've noticed anyway, that my phone said 5G. Like, oh, okay, let's check this out. And I was making an eye recall. Or actually, Sarah was making an eye recall, and it just kept breaking up, couldn't hear. It was just te- absolutely terrible. You think, wow, is this the future? Yeah, I stayed on Wi-Fi, the hotel Sorry, Wi-Fi. What? Hello? Yeah, that's the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you hear me now? I'll just go over here. <laughs> it was like trying to get a signal on one of those old analog TVs. It was just, I'll, I'll, if I stand over by the window, can you hear me now? Yeah, it wasn't good. Utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Um, anyway, let's... Um, Let's move on from this conversation of Wi-Fi because oh. I want to talk about... Well, I want to talk about us. Oh. oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, now you're interested. It's not me, it's uh, you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's most definitely you. Uh, so uh, today is a big day for us here at uh, Double Tap because, uh, yeah... Uh, Breaking <clears throat> news. Well, you Breaking know, news. You might say that. Uh, I couldn't possibly agree. Uh, we're going to be on YouTube today. Hey! Yay! Let's hope, let, let's hope the buggles were wrong, otherwise we're in trouble. Video, did it kill the radio star? <laughs> Today we discuss on YouTube, I along with other nonsense. Now we're calling ourselves radio stars. We didn't mean that. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a point. True. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I take it all back. I take it all back. We should Video be Video killed two people who, you know, occasionally think they're uh, important. Yes, there you go. Uh, legends in our own living room. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so today is the day. We we launch on YouTube right after this program, 1 p.m. Eastern. You will be able to watch our first episode. You will also find there's a trailer as well. You can read all about it. Read all about it on our website, doubletaponair.com, uh, which, by the way, by the way, by the way, has got a lot of interesting stuff on it. I mean, this website, mm. somebody puts a lot of effort into this. I don't know who. Say, you know. I just think the elves come out and do it. It's like Double the, tap elves, the absolutely. Cobbler. Yes. Excellent work, by the way, Stephen Scott. I've got to say, you're keeping that bang up to date. It's, I, hey, you, listen, it's only because mm. of the amazing content we have that oh, we get to do this. No, it's you. No, stop it. Oh, no, no, it's, it's not you either. It's someone else. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> It's actually the uh, listeners a lot of the content. <laughs> so thank you, listeners. <laughs> Definitely check it out. I'm, I'm, I got to say, I'm actually checking it out a lot, which is unusual. I'm finding it interesting, Stephen Scott. There you go. Scott, are you sh- finding news of it? Yeah, I know. It's funny. <laughs> the amount of times I've actually, in the past couple of weeks, gone. We've got an article on that. I'm going to go and read it. Exactly. Um, 
or you know, if you want to share an article or whatever, you know, it's great. But there's a story up there today which uh, you might want to go and check out. Um, it's a very interesting story, all about how AI helped a blind student succeed in computer science. So it's Aaron Ramirez uh, who used ChatGPT in his uh, school education to get him through computer science, and it was something that what didn't go down too well with the teachers. Um, because I think a lot of teachers in education, I think most people who don't really understand this stuff and only read the news headlines about it, think that it's just a gateway to cheating. But they're not realizing that there are actually benefits to blind people, disabled people generally that can actually enhance accessibility for an individual, you know, just by, I mean, in this particular example with Adam's case, just being able to take a snapshot of what was written up on the whiteboard and get that information relayed to him as quickly as possible using Be My Eyes or Be My AI, you know, actually getting that information and disseminating it, understanding it, rather than just being told, here's, you know, a graph and this is what the graph is, actually explaining the detail that this system can do. And so it's, it's been a really useful tool for him. So well worth checking out that story. That's on the website. There's lots more as well about the GA Conf Awards, of course, and of course, Waymo as well, the chance to listen back to Greg Hayes and his experience in uh, a driverless Uber. Uh, that, and of course, all the news about our YouTube uh, channel and uh, show, which starts today. And uh, you'll be able to watch episodes from there on the website as well. We'll get that published as well onto the website so you can catch up with it there. But we do encourage you to go to YouTube. I did mention this the other day, but for those of you who perhaps are a little bit nervous about YouTube or just maybe just don't have the, the technology to get you to YouTube, and maybe you listen to us on a Victor Reader or a Sense Player or a Amazon Echo or whatever it is, you think, oh, I just want to, can't, can't I just listen to this? Well, you can, because we have the uh, YouTube episode, the best of YouTube, which will start this coming Sunday on the podcast feed. So not only are you getting five days of us doing whatever this is. This, yes. You get an extra day of us doing whatever that is. Yes, this and that. You're welcome. Yeah. So this and that show. <laughs> so uh, yeah, check all that out on uh, doubletaponair.com. Com. Uh, and coming up a bit later, Carrie Morales is going to join us. Uh, you'll know her as Carrie on Accessibility from YouTube. Uh, she's also across social media as well. She's fantastic. And uh, she's here to talk all about starting out with a YouTube channel. And she's going to give us, Sean, some important hints and tips. How dare she? Necessary. Do, 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 no, I think she's I've, absolutely right. We know, we know. Well, yeah, we know nothing. And she's she's had a, a great impact, actually. And she's all over all the video socials. And um, she's doing a great job. So, yeah, I can't wait. So uh, all that to come uh, here on Double Tap. But do you know what, Sean? I think it's time. I think it's time. Time? I think it's time for this. Hey! Emails. We get emails. We get your emails every day. Every day, Sean. Here's your now, whether we talk about or play the emails every day is a completely different story. Entirely different and entirely irrelevant issue, <laughs> uh, in my mind. We must apologise. I feel like we've we've let the emails down uh, slightly. I'm going to say slightly. We since, have let the emails since, down. Since, I don't know, think you've let the emails down. let the people down, Sean. We've let the, the world down, the yeah, nation. Yeah, don't be angry. Down. I'm just disappointed in ourselves. Yeah, sorry. I'm always disappointed in myself, so it's fine. Uh, right, let's dive in uh, because Greg's here with some comments on stuff and tea. Stephen, regarding salt reducing the bitterness of tea, 
Americans learned by experience from December 16th, 1773, when American patriots and culinary explorers dumped shiploads of cursed British tea into the salty brine of Boston Harbour and discovered a liberty from the oppression of their British overlords. To correct your misunderstanding of basic tea making. If making tea in a mug, tea plus boiling water before milk. If pouring tea from a teapot into a bone china cup, milk first to prevent the cup from cracking from the heat. If you put milk in a mug first, the tea will not come into contact with boiling water first, but cold milk. Here in the USA, half and half is preferred over milk. I think half and half might be called first cream in the UK, but I'm not certain. Sadly, many American restaurant chains do not properly provide boiling water for tea, merely what they call hot water. Also, Stephen, black tea is not tea without milk. Black tea is what you Brits call tea, as opposed to green tea, oolong tea. Black is highly oxidised tea. Oolong tea is oxidised halfway between green tea and black tea. For what it's worth, I don't think the average American knows any more about tea than you do, Stephen. Regards, Greg in Pennsylvania. Well, when, when did I get picked on for this? What's what, this got to do with me? Because you were asserting that black tea was simply any tea without milk, which was erroneous. That's what it is. It's not. Greg, our man in the know, our tea correspondent, obviously, knows and he's told you. Well, thank you, Greg. Thank but, you, Greg. Uh, I think Eleanor might have some words to say about this. Uh-oh. Hi, guys. It's Eleanor. Firstly, I'm delighted that I'll be able to listen to the YouTube highlights on Lady A, as I have no way of accessing YouTube. There you go. If the plan is to try to get sighted people interested in these shows, it might be a good idea not to call them sighted zombies on YouTube. (laughs) As I keep up with the podcasts, I only listened to the Express to get the news from Grace, so I'm really pleased that you're keeping that feature going. She's great. And finally, Sean, you're talking nonsense. I take my tea black. I never say tea with no milk or no sugar. What? I always say black tea or black coffee. No. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. So am I to deduce from all of this that uh, this is a Scottish versus world thing? (laughs) Exactly right. I think there's a divide (laughs) in our nation here. Um, Okay, I've, I've never heard that. Described as black tea before, not in that way. I've as always just heard it. Milk. I've always heard it. That's why. Do you this? know why? I, do you know why I know this? Because I kept telling you this. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's true. You telling me something, Stephen Scott? Yes, it does. If I shout it loudly enough, it <laughs> must be true. <laughs> this is like echolocation all again. If we started a war here, um, okay. Uh, thank you, Eleanor. And let me just say this as well. By the way, I, I totally agree. Grace is absolutely fantastic. I love the new yes. segment. And plus, with the website. There's, you've got your your chance there to go back and, you know, any segments you want to listen to again, the, the website, seems like we're plugging it a lot today, but it seems like that's filled a void there anyway. So if you want to catch up on any bits in particular, you'll find an article, I'm sure, on the website to do that. And when it comes to the best of YouTube, you actually, you're not going to miss anything. It's, it's going to be all the episodes pretty much back to back. There's going to be some edits there to join them together, but you're not going to miss anything. It's not just the highlights you're getting from YouTube. If you listen through the podcast, you're going to get everything. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing about the YouTube show, just so people are aware of it, and I think I mentioned this before, but we're going to be talking about individual topics. So specific topics or themes or whatever it is, we'll be focusing on one thing. So 
we're not going to be, well, I hope we're not going to go off track too much. We might. I mean, it's always possible. Something. I don't want to make any promises I cannot keep. Yes. Um, but, you know, we are going to be trying to focus on one topic per episode. So it should be uh, quite interesting. And if you can check it out on YouTube, please do. Don't write nasty comments. Uh, if you can avoid it, uh, I know you might be tempted to, and I understand that. Uh, but please don't, because uh, we'll uh, get upset, and I'll have to respond on air. Well, mm. you know, see, I, I won't respond in call. I don't sit with a keyboard and go, "I don't like this. And this is terrible." Well, you know what? <laughs> Stuff you, because I'll name you and I'll shame you. Well, someone's a little bit defensive, a little bit worried, as you can tell. Welcome to YouTube. I'm, uh, the response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting. It's going to be great. I, look, I, I, whatever way you want to interact with us, because these are more focused, and as Stephen just said, it's going to be focused on more of a deep dive into a topic. So I'm expecting some discussion around it. If you want to mm. do that through comments or just by emailing the show here and we talk about it here, absolutely fine. However, you want to do it. Yeah, and the sighted zombie thing. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't call them that. I don't know though. I kind of like it. I think they'll like it too. Will they? We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. Check those comments. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, uh, unless it's hateful. Uh, right. Let's go to uh, thank you, Eleanor, and thank you, Greg, as well. Uh, the tea discussion. I'm sure will continue. Uh, back to a bigger topic, though. I think uh, quite literally a bigger topic. Uh, Ken wants to talk to you, Sean, about cruises. Hello, all. A friend of mine who goes to the Bahamas on one of those all-inclusive resort systems actually had one year got an upgrade to butler service, which sounds very much like personal assistance, except there's no outside travel or airline travel pickup. But at the resort, the butler basically did everything for him, so much it drove him crazy. They make your lunch <laughs> schedules, dinner schedules to whatever restaurant you want to go to within the resort. They drive around the cart. They'll bring it down to the main resort beach or pool. Or he'll set you up with your own little patio spa. Bring out towels, drinks, food, deliveries, even do laundry service. Wow. Has to like wash the previous day's wet bathing suits and basically does everything a butler or maid would deal with. But you had your own personal one, kind of like a personal assistant, and he was there all the time. Or else there's another one to pick up the pace when he's gone. And this is basically from morning till night. Maybe Sean should look up resorts with butler service. Okay, thank you for all your good information, Ken. Thank you, Ken. Uh, sorry, I, I thought you were talking about cruises, but our next one's about cruises, but that's about all-inclusive resorts. Uh, actually, that's quite interesting. I mean, I know you can do that on cruises as well, um, but Sean, that sounds like your idea of heaven. Of course it does. I mean, despite the fact that the Bahamas and a personal butler, I'm sure that's um, quite quite expensive, but it sounds absolute, absolutely amazing. That's exactly what I would like. Okay, excellent. Well, get that booked. Does and, that maybe uh, sound enjoy. entitled, though? Saying I would like someone there twenty four seven to to wait on me hand and foot. Do you know it's funny, right? It's, it's, I had this conversation with someone once about, and what you know, I know you can kind of talk about the needs of disabled people and you know of getting assistance and all that. And that's, but I think if you park that conversation for a second, at the end of the day, as long as the person is being paid fairly and they are happy at what they're doing, and you're not asking them to do anything ridiculous. You know, if they're doing the job that they intended to do in the first place, I think, well, everyone wins, right? You've given the person a job. That person has a job. You're getting a chance to enjoy yourself, which you're paying for out of money you've earned by doing your job. So what's the problem? You know what? You're right. I can't argue with that. I'm going to the Bahamas with a butler. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. I, I would love to. We were we actually planned. We'd, we'd planned to do a cruise around the Bahamas and we just, or around Barbados or whatever it was, and we decided, Caribbean, and we decided not to because I decided that 32-degree heat every day was probably a surefire way for me to die. So I decided, yeah. with my pale complexion and absolute hatred of heat, 
Maybe not the best place oh, to go. I, so I, I we're going some. on holiday to Alaska. Because uh, that's more my kind of style. <laughs> yeah. No, I need the sun. I want some sun. Uh, it, it's just so nice. Just it, well, It's different. I suppose it depends where you spend most of your life. Uh, mine's in the drizzle <laughs> in the and in a shed. Well, so yeah. I, I don't sun. mind the cold. I actually don't mind the cold. I don't like the rain. I think the rain irritates me most of <sighs> this country. But when it comes down to ha- getting assistance and help, though, I suppose as long as you're treating them... You know, like anyone else, and not being, yeah, fetch me, carry hey, me. Hey, listen, a friend of mine was going out for a date one night, and uh, she said to me, you know, I don't know why she asked me this question. I really have no idea why she asked me I don't even know what question. the question is yet, and I don't know why she asked you either. I know, exactly, right? I mean, you just, you, why would, uh, the words woman, date, yeah. you know, it's like, why would you have come anywhere near me on this? I sought to the expert, Stephen Scott. Yeah. Hi, I'm here to help. I'm Jerry Springer all of a sudden. So um, she said, you know, is there anything you would say I should look out for in a guy? Is there any sort of trait? She was kind of getting the hints of, you know, what would I look out for? If I'm going out on a date with someone, is there any? And I said, the only thing I said to her was, I said, watch how he treats you and watch how he treats the staff in the restaurant. And if there's a difference, forget it. Oh. If you treat the staff well, if you treat people nicely, and he treats you well and nicely, He's a good guy. He's a good guy. If he treats the staff like dirt, forget him. Kick him to the curb, uh, as they used to say on Ricky Lake. Uh, I loved Ricky Lake. Uh, it's a great, but ooh, Ricky, Ricky. It's a great, I don't know what the thing was there. Go, Ricky. Go, oh, Ricky. that was it. Oh, yes. I agree with you. Remember that? that was a Unless he asked the waitress out to go dancing after the dinner, then obviously that. That's not. And he likes her, yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, that's at the well. Yeah, well, you're out anyway, right? So, uh, okay, let's go to uh, another. Thank you for that, uh, Ken. That was great um, advice. Elliot also gets in touch, and Laura, of course, reads our emails. Sean, my partner and I are both visually impaired, and we went on a cruise with family last year. We were quite hesitant and weren't looking forward to it, but we loved it that much that as soon as we got back, we booked to go on our own this year. Royal Caribbean were fantastic. The staff were great. I couldn't recommend highly enough. You can arrange a tour of the ship with special assistance beforehand and there are always staff on hand to help. Another friend of ours, however, also blind, went on a cruise with a different company and they were told beforehand that if they went with someone sighted, maybe they shouldn't be going. Pretty disgraceful, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you know what, Ellie? I had the same, a very similar experience. I was going on, when we first looked at cruises, we didn't know anything about them. And there was a, a cruise company um, we had got in touch with. I won't name them because then I'd have to get their write a reply and I've done that already and I didn't like it. So I um, called up and said, we want to go on a cruise. And and I said, look, you know, I just want to be upfront about this. My wife and I are both blind. Is that a problem? And they said, oh, we can't have two of you. You're not bringing anyone who's sighted? And I said, no, we're both blind. Ah, well, sorry. Can't, uh, can't take both of you. Wow. That was it. So we decided, right, well, that's that then. What's it, what's <laughs> there? Go on that one. And it nearly put me off, nearly put me off the whole thing. But then we got in touch with another cruise company and I said exactly the same thing. I said, look, both of us are blind. Is that a problem? And they said, why would it be? And I said, I like your attitude. 
And um, what I was the reason? You, and that was it. What was the reason the first company gave? I mean, just simply saying, uh, well, we the, can't the, do the, it. Pr- Why? Pretty much suggested we may fall off the ship at some point, you know, because we're blind, we're stupid, right? Oh, not that you're some Is sort that, of fire hazard because, you know, you're blocking the, the, the ways off. Ah, uh, possibly. Something. Yeah. I mean, I've had that. I, I, that's, I've that's, heard I get that, that on before. flights. I get that on flights a lot. Yeah. You, know, you can't sit there. Can't sit there. Can't sit there because you can't sit in this seat. And you well, can't, I get it. If you can't. Two of you. No, it's not. Next to the emergency door or something. You, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, these days they seem to fall off by themselves. It's not like I have to do anything. Oh, well done. That's very topical of you. Well done, Steve. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I I hear, you know what? Cruise, cruising and cruises seem to be the answer to a lot of VIP holidaying needs. But I hear it's either amazing, like perfect attitude, or medieval Mm. attitudes. As in, (laughs) what? A blind person? Surely not. Disabilities? No. I can't obviously I can't speak for all of them, but I have generally heard good things about American cruise lines. They gen they generally have good you generally hear good things. I'm not saying you don't hear good things about other cruise lines, but I do hear a lot of good coming. But maybe that's because there's more Americans who are going cruising and they were were hearing the stories. So it'd be interesting for people around the world who listen to this if they want to get involved. It's a cruise show, honest. Um <laughs> but seriously, you know, I'd love to know. I'd love to know because you know, again, it's that thing of, you know, you don't really want to spend all the money, get to the cruise ship and then find out the company are absolutely hopeless. You'd like a bit of pre-warning, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I've heard good things about Royal Caribbean uh, and it's a fantastic cruise line. They've got amazing. I've never been on one, but the, from what I hear, it's very good. Um, we went with P&O. Yes. Out of the UK. What do you think? Is it American? I think it might be American these days, but it's P&O. And they were very good. They were excellent. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, to Camille and uh, some comments about a recent appearance we made on another show. What? Once done listening to Wednesday's Double Tap episode, I listened to the weekly AT Banter one. Lo and behold, if it is not you two being interviewed, or mostly Stephen talking and once in a while, Sean. Yeah. Lol. <laughs> well, I enjoyed the interview and could not help notice Stephen mentioning right at the beginning that no work is involved producing the Double Tap show. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he or you two do not consider it work because you love what you are doing, but trust me, you would not have the audience that you have if no work was put into the production of the show. So keep it up, and we shall keep listening. Happy tapping, Camille. You are Far too kind, Camille. Thank you for that. That's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. Um, we had a great I just time. Wish on there was some truth. There was some truth in that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's because we've been doing it so long. We we and we love it. I think you're right there. If, if you love your work, it's not work, right? I have to be honest, though. You know these emails, these comments, you guys getting in touch. They really keep me going. They really do. That's not true. That, not that the show. Not that uh, I should say, not that no. being with you every day. No. Okay, fine, moving on. Uh, right, up next, <laughs> Carrie Morales is here. <laughs> I walked right into that we door. We really are I? like we're um, married. <laughs> I know, it feels that way. Right, work wife, shut up a minute because uh, we have Carrie Morales standing by uh, to talk all things YouTube. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. So it's an exciting day for us because we're launching the new YouTube channel, and we're all very excited about it, and you can check out the very latest and brand new episodes on YouTube starting today from 1 p.m. Eastern, 
Uh, you can find the link on our website, doubletaponair.com. And of course, they'll be the best of YouTube at the weekend on the podcast as well. But uh, joining us now to talk all about YouTube and how to set up a YouTube channel from scratch is someone who knows all about it herself. Uh, she's an expert in this field herself. It's Carrie Morales, also known as Carrie on Accessibility. Welcome back to Double Tap. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Oh, it's great to have you back. Uh, I mean, it's been a while. I actually thought you'd fallen out with me. Oh, no. We just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like two ships passing in the night. That's all Oof. it is. Two, two ships constantly cancelling each other's calendars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I am guilty. I am guilty. Totally my fault. Oh, listen, it's great to have you back on. So, look, we're obviously a bit nervous over here because we're starting the whole YouTube journey and Sean and I are a little bit new to this world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've we've watched YouTube content. We've consumed it. We've had the experience of being on YouTube live with you. Uh, that was the last time we were ever on a YouTube channel, I think. That says a lot. Um, <laughs> so it does say a lot. So, you know, I think what I wanted to get from you today was like a bit of a help, a bit of a steer. What should we be doing? What should we be thinking about in our journey into the world of YouTube? How did uh, how did you get started into it and how did you feel about it? Because I think that there's always that fear about getting started. Where do you begin? I would say, first of all, enjoy your last bit of freedom being off camera. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. That doesn't sound great. Okay. Uh, no, but <laughs> thanks for relieving the tension there. <laughs> Um, it really is. I was just uh, like I was telling Stephen and Sean, you guys earlier, uh, I'm so happy I don't have to be on camera today for this show. Um, <laughs> it's I would say it's preparation. You have to be a lot more prepared. Uh, you have to get your camera angle correct. You have to make sure that your camera is facing the right way, that you're in the middle. And, you know, sometimes having help with that is, is something that you really need to uh, find sometimes. Mm. And I know in, in your case, you probably have, you know, somebody who can guide you. Uh, and there's always other options like Ira or Be My Eyes or something to kind of help you get into frame. Um, but YouTube and podcasting feel very different. On YouTube, I feel that there's more expectation of editing. If you really want to go all in on, you know, video content creation. Uh, there's a higher expectation, I feel, oh, than when you're just, just sitting at an, in front of a microphone talking for an hour because people don't have as much of an attention span on YouTube. But I will say... Are you say, saying they're all idiots? Unbelievable. <laughs> Everyone listening to that, you YouTubers. <laughs> no. no, it's expectation. If I sit down and I play a podcast from Double Tap... And I see, oh, it's an hour. Okay, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to sit there for an hour. But on YouTube and other social media, you know, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, 10 minutes. This video is 20 minutes. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to sit there for that long, you know, because you're you're ready to go on to the next video. And it's, it's funny you say that because mentality. we had this conversation at the start. You know, what do we do with this channel, right? Do we Do we essentially do what we're doing on the podcast and on the radio show here? Or do we do mm. something different? And... I kind of felt, well, look, how do I consume content? And the way I think about it is I want not even so much bite size, but I want focused content on one thing rather than a mm -hmm. multitude of different topics and ideas. 
which, you know, if you listen to Double Tap, you'll know that in the first 10 minutes, we can go from one thing to the next and end up at cheese every single time. <laughs> and I don't quite know why. Um, but, you know, that's that's my mindset, right? That's how <laughs> it kind of goes in my head. But that's not going to work on this kind of channel. And I get that impression that, you know, if I'm going... Because I, I think about how I use it. That's what I've been thinking about. How do I use it? I go there for something specific. Mm-hmm. You're the same, Sean, right? I mean, if you want to find out information about a product or a thing, that's... You go I, there, you, you search for that thing, right? And then you, you'll absolutely. see reviews of a product or an event or whatever. I use YouTube all the time for that. If I'm going to buy something, I look up the reviews. If I bought something, I look the, look up the setup or tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is really great for that sort of thing. It's a great resource. Exactly. So one idea could be if you cut up your podcast into uh, clips and maybe... Um, publish those on YouTube. That's something popular nowadays. Uh, they have, they do have video podcasts available on YouTube that are an hour, sometimes four hour long, four hours long. Um, and then sometimes other creators will have separate channels or even on the same channel post clips so that people who don't want to sit there for one to four hours, they'll just consume the, the clips. It's funny you say that, because I was thinking about this the other day. I have seen these kind of podcasts, conversations, I guess, you know, between like three or four people, perhaps around a table or whatever. And you're right, some of them go on for hours. And you think, this kind of goes against the grain. It's like either five minutes is too long, or four hours is just about right. And it doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. Where's the balance in that? It's like, I, how does that work? I, I watch The One Show. Yes! That's exactly what I was thinking about. And that could go on from Linus Tech Tips, that one, for anyone who doesn't know. Great, great channel. I, I watched the, the WAN show. And it, that can go on for three hours sometimes. But Sometimes four. Yes, exactly. The difference being, though, that I've, I've been watching the videos on that channel since the very beginning, virtually. And I feel like I'm almost part of it. If, it, if I was new to it, I'm not sure I would kick off watching a four-hour Mm. basically video podcasts. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It feels like I, I, I'm watching it because of the other shorter form videos anyway. But there, there is, a, yeah, there is definitely a, a space for longer format as well. Is, is it different, Carrie, for people who are blind? Do you think we kind of, we, we we're quite happy to have content on, you know, almost treat video as audio and therefore treat it passively. We just have it on in the background. We're quite happy to listen to the conversation because I, I I don't know that show, but I imagine it's just it's a lot of conversation. So you could just happily lay your phone down or connect yep. to a Bluetooth speaker and just yes. let it run. Yes, um, I I do that with uh, anything I listen to on YouTube. Really, it's very rare that I actually pick up the phone and watch, even though mm. I could magnify or all that. I, I have YouTube Premium, and so I can lock my phone and do whatever th- other thing, mm. so that. I can just listen. Uh, and, you know, I, I think there's what they say, it's three types of content, right? <clears throat> One type of content is for reach. So you're trying to make a video where you're trying to reach a lot of people. Uh, so think about uh, videos like uh, how do blind people do this? How do blind people do that? or I'm blind and I did something crazy like Molly Burke or Pete Gustin or any of those um, larger YouTube channels, right? Mm -hmm. They're there for a wider audience. And then there is more evergreen content. So that's what we kind of search for 
tutorials, reviews, things that people can find. And then there's also community building videos. So the people that already watch your content, they'll come back and it's more of a personal touch, whether it's a live stream. So for me, I have all those long form videos people can search for, people find me through it. But then when they want to interact with me or they want like to ask questions, it's going to be in a live stream usually because that's where you can give them the most attention. So I consider those uh, community building um, and, and it gives some time for the audience to connect with the creator on a deeper level. That's a great point. And how long have you been doing it now, Carrie? Hmm. So for my new channel, I've been doing it for just about a year, maybe. Uh, but overall, um, content creation, has it been four or five years maybe now? Oh, you're an old hand then, obviously. And are you now comfortable... <laughs> With YouTube, are you comfortable with a camera? Um, <clears throat> I would say every day is just some more practice because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. I'm always improving. Uh, when I first started and it was my first channel, Live Accessible, it was hard. I would record over and over again and I would send it to my poor sister. And she every time she would say, C could you act more natural? And oh my goodness, the headache that I would get trying to understand what she meant by acting natural, because when it's you, it, it's so hard to look at it objectively. You're like, oh, I was yeah. being natural. I, yeah. I was, I really was. And, but then over time, especially after you've done a hundred videos, you look back and you say, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. I wasn't being natural. And I, I feel that Every time I do a video, it's just practice. Um, yeah, I mean, people have been doing YouTube for 10, 15 years, right? And they still are always improving and going a step further and raising the bar. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I, I was in, someone asked me this recently about, you know, when did you start getting into podcasting? And I said, when, when they called it radio. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time since What's I've been that? doing this. Podcasting didn't What's exist. That? Don't start that again, Gary. I don't know what radio is. I'm too young. Yeah, I'm not even going there no, with that one. It. I'm going to ask you about cassette tapers later, and we'll see if that works. Now. Um, wait, wait, what? Is, what yeah, 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 yeah now? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> ancient tech used by the Aztecs. Uh, popular way of recording music on the radio. <laughs> Perfectly legal, of course. Uh, but the thing, the thing is, you know, it, it's interesting because I guess when you look back at that early content, you know, even a year ago, you must think, wow, how I've grown. You must, you must be able to pick that up. It's hard to do it week to week, but you can see the difference. You can hear the difference in, you know, over a period of time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I cringe every time I listen to myself. <laughs> like, I don't think you ever go over that, that way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you ever go over it. Yeah. I mean, the other side of this is, of course, sustainability, right? Because in our case, we're doing this, uh, you know, and we'll sustain it as, as much as we can. And we will, we've kind of got a track, we've got a plan of what we're going to do and how many 
episodes a week we're going to put up on YouTube and there's a strategy behind it. And of course, we're very lucky here at AMI because we've got a team behind us involved in all of this. It's not just Sean and I. If it was, nothing would ever happen. Never. <laughs> we'd just be this every day. Um, and maybe that's good. I don't know. But I, I think that, you know, it's, it's good with us a strategy. But of course, a lot of people starting out, they're on their own. They don't have that. They don't have an idea of what's going to work. And of course, there's that initial fear of putting yourself out there what those comments will be coming back because some of them may not be very pleasant. And, you know, that is something you have to expect, I guess. And on top of all of that, you've then got to, you know, suck all that up and then do another video and keep it going. And that is that hard? Is that difficult? I mean, are you finding comments are generally positive or are you have you had those moments where you've thought, why am I doing this? Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to start on YouTube, you need to know why you're doing it, first of all. Mm. Are you doing it to blow up and go viral? Um, I mean, so few people do it. Maybe maybe you'll be the one. But statistically speaking, probably not. Um, and it takes a lot of work. That's the thing. Uh, if Are you doing it for fun? If you're doing it for fun, then just do whatever. It's totally fine. Do what makes you happy. But when I first started YouTube, I think I spent about three months just binge watching every single YouTube help video uh, from people like video creators and um, Think Media and Roberto Blake. And um, there's so many of them out, especially now. Uh, and I, you have to get an understanding of what you're getting yourself into. And, you know, there's that fear of what people are going to think. But there's in the beginning, most likely... It's going to be your sister, your mom, your brother, your mm -hmm. friends. Yes. And they're going to be supportive, I hope. Uh, that, that's the hope. Um, and Never guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I would just encourage you guys to try. It's always about trying and then learning from what you did. Right. Oh, you know, somebody said it, it's different. Um, if it's feedback and, uh, you know, constructive criticism, oh, I can't hear you because your audio is really garbled. Well, now you know what you're supposed to do for the next video. Try to fix your audio, make it clearer. Uh, yeah. But if it's something like, oh, haha, you're blind, like, what are you doing? Uh, something worse, um, the, you know, then there's always the block button. Okay. There really mm -hmm. is. Um, you don't really need to stand for that. Or if you want to, you can have a keyboard battle. There's always that. Um, I'd rather no. do it on air. No, Stephen, no. That's no, my can't. thing. I, I, no. I, don't, I, don't oh. like, I don't like keyboard battles. I have no interest in keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. I'm quite happy, though, to call them out on the show. That is something. So mm -hmm. that'll probably get me in trouble before we even start. <laughs> I had a great thing um, from someone because, again, I was talking to a friend of mine. We'd both been in radio for a long time. And he said to me, you know, when we were growing up in radio, you were, when you were on air, or when I was on air back in the day, we were up against what else was on at that time. So another radio station might have a, a talk show going as well. You maybe have a few music stations. Uh, you maybe had a couple of TV channels broadcasting as well. But today, when you're on air or you're on YouTube or you're live streaming or you're whatever, you're up against every single thing that was ever made. 
everything that was ever made ever. Because you think about all the streaming services you're up against, all the shows you're up against, all the YouTube, other YouTube channels people can watch. Everything's on demand. Everything's on demand. All the podcasts are out there. Anything, anybody could listen to at any given time. And it kind of blows your mind that, first off, people might watch your content. I guess that must be something, right? Because you think, wow, you know, all the content that is out there, you've chosen to come and listen to this or come and watch this. And I guess that when you, you know, when you look past the comments or whatever might come through, you know, it must blow you away when people actually do come on. It's like, hey, love your, love your stuff. Love what you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there are over 3 million videos uploaded to YouTube every single day. So that, wow. <laughs> that blew my mind when I read that statistic. Uh, That's amazing. And you know, cumulatively, there's like billions of episodes, of videos on YouTube and social media. So, what kind of size I, hard drive do you think they've got at YouTube? A big one, yeah, an external one, at they, least. Well, at least maybe a couple of them. Yeah, I think we could beat three million a day. <laughs> we really put our mind to it, Stephen. <laughs> I feel like we sometimes do, just in our own minds. <laughs> I think we talk enough that we could just, as Carrie says, just cut it up. I think it's really important, though, Carrie, and you mentioned it there, how you pass your videos on to your sister. I think it's really important that you don't, uh, that people know it's okay to get help with this stuff because it's, it, 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 you know, YouTube, when it comes to the visual side of it, that's out of our control, right? I think mm. it's very important. I know some people get criticized for it. I know some some YouTubers, some big YouTubers, they get criticised for not doing it themselves, as, as in quotes. But I, I don't have a problem with that. We are definitely going to get help with that. We're not going to touch the video side of it. We're not editing it. No, no. I mean, and again, you know, this is a this is a in quotes professional production, right? So we're supposed to be what? Well, no one told me. Allegedly, let's just put allegedly in there for the for the because I know we we always wake the lawyers up when we talk about this. Um, but you know this is meant to be a professional production, so we're, we we will have a team making sure that everything is as, as it should be, which is good and is right. And we're obviously in a slightly different position to someone starting out fresh on YouTube in that regard. I'm not going to lie about it. Of course, we've got a team of people behind us who've already got a wealth of experience on this. But I think there's more to it than that, and that's why I wanted you on today, Carrie, because you know we can have all the advice in the world, but the truth is there are people out there like you who are making this content every day. What is the key to success? Are you are you looking for success or are you just looking to create content? Because I, I guess there's a difference. Uh, a little bit of both. I would love to be in a position where, you know, YouTube and COA, Carry On Accessibility, could support me and my family. Mm. You know, it's definitely far from being there. <laughs> um, but I also really love the content that I make. I love what I talk about. I love the community that I've built around me. It's such a supportive community. Uh, and it's a little bit of both. You really have to love what you're doing because no matter if you're doing it for fun, well, obviously you should love what you're doing. But if you're doing content creation and you want to make money from it or, or grow your business or anything like that or just grow your brand... You have to still love it and you still have to be passionate about it because it's a lot of work. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes 
that you have to do. It's not just about the titles and the thumbnails and the description and the tags and the adding it to different playlists and adding it to different social media. It's like editing and you have to think of one video leading to another and and all these different puzzle pieces um and i i mean i wake up and i'm already thinking about youtube <laughs> mm. i go to sleep and i'm thinking about ideas what am i going to do how am i going to make that better it's always uh, progressive just keep trying to make it better is what i would say and Sometimes, you know, um, I would definitely advise people to take a break. You can't sprint all the time, right? Uh, that'll break you and that'll definitely burn you out. So pace yourself. If you really want to succeed, be ready for the long haul. And what's next for you? Because you're doing this at the moment and obviously loving it, clearly. Um What's your plan? Are you, are you planning to just continue as is, or do you have other ideas? Hmm. Well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I do plan to continue doing YouTube. I I can imagine even in 10 years, I'll, I'll still be on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I am working on things like merch. I, I, I think... I don't think I had the Patreon or YouTube channel members when uh, you guys were last on or when I was no, I don't on think you so. guys. So I do have that and I have wonderful COA members that, you know, support what I do and want to see me succeed and just support my mission of trying to make more accessibility content and improve it. Um, and I I just have other things that, you know, I don't want to make any promises. Uh, and uh, yeah, just watch out for the future. We'll see what it holds. Well, I wish you all the best with it, Carrie. And, you know, you're going to be a, a, a huge star, regardless of, of what anybody says, frankly, because you are a huge star. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing us with us your wisdom. Um, and, you know, I think it helps a lot of people. I think it's going to help a lot of people as well, because there's a lot of us who want to get into I get a lot of people asking me about studying podcasts. And I would say it's probably easier in some respects to do YouTube. Everything's <gasps> more. Well, no, no, I mean, I mean, technically, it seems that everything's more geared towards easy. I mean, you can just literally click a button on the YouTube website and you're live, you know, and that's it. You know, you're on. So, you know, getting to the platform is a little bit easier. You know, starting a podcast, you've got to get a host. You've got to think about lots of things. You've got to get that feed out to different places. It's a little bit more involved. Um, it's perfectly doable and it's all accessible to do, but it's just... I mean, you I still would, have to make a channel on YouTube. You still have to get approved yeah, to do I mean, live sign, streaming. Yeah. Signing up's a little bit easier, I would say, than, than going through oh. the Oh, there's podcast. tension already between the YouTube stars here. <laughs> Maybe we'll, go, maybe we'll go viral if we fight. I've got a question for you, Carrie, before you go. I've got a question. Sure. Why YouTube? What made you go to YouTube rather than a, a podcast or a, a TikTok, Instagram? Uh, YouTube is how I grew up. YouTube has been there since, you know, middle school, high school. I've watched it. I've seen people grow. I, I've, it's also the place I go to. Like what you were saying, Sean, yep. if I want to see what's new in tech, I go to YouTube. If I want to see a specific device like the Samsung S24, or the iPhone 15 Pro, I go to YouTube. I don't 
usually go to Google, uh, unless it's to go to Google to find a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I It's the second largest search engine out there, and it has a lot of content, and it's just, I love it. Also, I would say YouTube is the easiest place. I mean, none of them are easy. Don't get me wrong. None of them are easy, but YouTube is the easiest place to get monetized for a good amount. Um, you know, on uh, TikTok and Instagram and um, I don't know, X, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> um, yep, this week. You're making pennies. With YouTube, once you get into the YouTube partner program, uh, you know, as long as you don't do shorts, which also makes pennies, uh, it makes dollars instead of pennies. <laughs> so it's like starting that's a business, helpful. isn't it? It's, it's like a mm -hmm. mindset is just incredible. I just want to make content. But no, it's very interesting, Carrie. I love your perspective on this and I wish you all the best with it. Thanks so much for coming back on. Thanks for having me, Stephen and Sean. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, thank you to Carrie and thank you to you, as always, for getting in touch with your emails and your feedback. We'll get to more of that tomorrow. Uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on your emails tomorrow because we have a lot to get through. So want to get your comments on air on a range of different topics. That coming up on tomorrow's show. And we'll be hearing from our old friend, Sean. Robin Christofferson's been back in touch. And he wants to talk about tea as well. Oh, what is this about tea? Of course, tea. We've, we've got our fingers on the pulse of the nation. Globally, in fact. And it's all about tea. The liquid level indicator of history is uh, <laughs> beeping ferociously. That was very uh, good. <laughs> that was actually not too bad. I made that up in the spot. Um... Unlike a cup of tea, which is definitely not forthcoming. Uh, well uh, right, stick around. Uh, we have uh, lots more to come. And on YouTube, right now, new episodes. Go watch them. And uh, we'll catch you uh, tomorrow where we can decide if our fate is sealed and the show is finished. <laughs> catch you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.